Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldhar and the name of Mode Kadin Daf Base. The first parak Mashkin Base Shlachim. The first parak has been generously sponsored Liyun Nishmas with Menachem Mendelman of Yosef Yitzchak Isaac Cohen. As well as Leo Nishmas, Habachi Yosef Yitzhak Isaac Ben Rabbanachim Mendelkel. I want to welcome all our new members who've joined us from Masechus Modkaden and wish everybody continue at Slacha as we now begin the 12th Masechus in this Machzer of Daf Yomi. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the opening mission of the Sechta states, Mashkin shlachim b'mod One may water an irrigated field during Cholamod and during Shviz, b'mamayan sh'yatz b'tchila, b'mamayan sh'loyatz b'tchila, whether from a new spring that has just begun to flow or from a spring that has not just begun to flow. Rashi explains that the field is on a mountain and needs to be irrigated constantly to avoid a hepsid gadol, a large financial loss. Therefore, it's permitted to water the field in Cholamod because the rabbis permitted malacha on Cholamod to prevent financial loss. As the Pasuk states, Six days you shall eat matzahs, and the seventh day is an atzeres, a cessation to Hashem, your God. We learn from here that just as on the seventh day of Pesach, there is a cessation of Malacha, so too, on the six days of Pesach, there is a cessation of Malacha. Now, one might think that just as on the seventh day, there is a complete cessation of Malacha, the same should apply to the six days. Therefore, the Torah teaches Hashvi, the seventh day, to teach that it's only the seventh day when there's a complete cessation. In regards to the other six days, the Pasuk is giving the Chacham the authority to determine which Malach is forbidden and which is not. And they determined that Malach is permitted in the case of financial loss. Point number two, the Gemara asks who the Tana of our Mishnah is that holds in that one may do Malach to prevent a financial loss, but may not do Malach for the sake of profit, such as in the case of a field that can survive from rainwater alone and is only watered to improve its yield. And who also holds, And even when there is a financial loss, we do not permit Malacha if it involves excessive exertion. Our Papa said it's Rabbi Yehuda, for it was taught in Abraisa, Rabbi Mer holds, that one may water even a stay base haba, a rain-watered field from a newly emerging spring, whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds, a mashkin el stay base in shecharba. One may only irrigate an irrigated field that dried up, which Abai explains means that it dried up from one spring, and another spring emerged from which it can be watered, and one may not clean out an irrigation canal from his garden and ruin on Cholamod. We see from here that Rabbi Yudah does not permit watering a stehabal for the sake of profit, and he prohibits cleaning out the canal because of Tircha Yasera. And point number three was stated, Hamanachesh vahamashkem maim was roim one who weeds and one who waters seeds on Shabbos, for which malachah do we warn him? Rabbi said, Mishim Choresh, for plowing, and Rabbi Yosef said, Mishim Zorea, for sowing. Rabbi said that his opinion is more reasonable, for just as plowing is done in order to soften the earth, so too is weeding and watering meant to soften the earth. Rav Yosef said that his opinion is more reasonable for just as sowing is meant to make things grow, so too weeding and watering helps produce grow. The Gemara analyzes both opinions. So once again, the three points are number one, the opening mission of the Masechta states, Mashkin shlachim b'mod One may water an irrigated field during Cholamod and during Shviz, b'mamayan sh'yatz b'tchil, b'mamayan sh'loyatz b'tchil. Whether from a new spring that has just begun to flow, or from a spring that has not just begun to flow. Rush explains that the field is on a mountain and needs to be irrigated constantly to avoid a hepsid gadol, a large financial loss. Therefore, it's permitted to water the field in Cholamod, because the rabbis permitted Malach and Cholamod to prevent financial loss. As the Pasuk states, Six days you shall eat matzos, and the seventh day is an atzeres, a cessation to Hashem your God. We learn from here that just as on the seventh day of Pesach, 
there's a cessation of Malachas. So too, on the six days of Pesach, there's a cessation of Malachas. Now, one might think that just as on the seventh day, there's a complete cessation of Malachas, the same should apply to the six days. Therefore, the Torah teaches Hashvi, the seventh day, to teach that it's only the seventh day when there's a complete cessation. In regards to the other six days, the Pasuk is giving the Chachamim the authority to determine which Malach is forbidden and which is not. And they determine that Malach is permitted in the case of financial loss. Point number two, the Gemara asks who the ton of our Mishnah is that holds the the in Harvachalo, that one may do Malach to prevent a financial loss, but may not do Malach for the sake of profit, such as in the case of a field that can survive from rainwater alone and is only watered to improve its yield, and who also holds a field b'makam seda mitrach nami l'tarchinen. Even when there is a financial loss, we do not permit malachah if it involves excessive exertion. What Papa said it's Rabbi Yudifer was taught in a brisa. Rabbi holds that one may water even a stay base habal, a rain-watered field from a newly emerging spring, whereas Rabbi Yudah holds a mashkin el stay base hashlach in shacharva. One may only irrigate an irrigated field that dried up, which Abai explains that it means it dried up from one spring and another spring emerged from which it can be watered, and one may not clean out an irrigation canal from his garden or ruin on Cholomot. So we see from here that Rebuta does not permit watering a stay-based habal for the sake of profit, and he prohibits cleaning out the canal because of Tircha Yisera. And point number three, we state, HaMenachah one who weeds and one who waters seeds on Shabbos, for which Malachah do we warn him? Rabbi said, Mishim Chorish, for plowing. And Rabbi Yosef said, Mishim Zorea, for sowing. Rabbi said that his opinion is more reasonable, for just as plowing is done in order to soften the earth, so too is weeding and watering meant to soften the earth. Rabbi Yosef said that his opinion is more reasonable, for just as sowing is meant to make things grow, so too weeding and watering helps produce grow. The Gemara analyzes both opinions. All right, so now we go to our Simon base, and our standard Simon is a bias, is a house. So here goes. The Bachrim staying at the Cholomoed farmhouse, watching the farmer irrigate his fields from a spring to prevent financial loss, refused his request to draw him some water from the well because it was a Tirchi Yasera, and continued debating which Malach is violated when one weeds or waters seeds on Shabbos. So once again, it's a motion. The Bachrim staying at the Cholomoed farmhouse, farmhouse, that must be on base, buys, house. The Bachim staying at the Cholomod farmhouse, watching the farmer irrigate his fields from a spring to prevent financial loss, which reminds us, the opening mission of Masechta states, Mashkin shlachim b'mod One may water an irrigated field during Cholomod and during Shviz, whether from a Mayan that has just begun to flow or from a Mayan that has not just begun to flow. Rush explains that the field is on a mountain and needs to be irrigated constantly to avoid a hefset gadol, a large financial loss. Rashi brings a pasuk which gives the Chachamim the authority to determine which Malach is forbidden and which is not on Cholomod, and they determine that Malach is permitted in the case of financial loss. So, the Bachim is staying at the Cholomod farmhouse, watching the farmer irrigate his fields from a spring to prevent financial loss, refused his request to draw him some water from the well because it was a Tirchia Sarah, which reminds us the Gemara determines that the ton of our Mishnah, who holds the Psedein Harvachalo, that one may do Malacha, to prevent a financial loss, but may not do malacha for the sake of a profit, and that holds afil b'makom seda mitroch nami lotarchinen. Even when there is a financial loss, we do not permit malacha if it involves excessive exertion. Is Rabbi Yehuda? So the Bachim staying at the Cholomod farmhouse, watching the farmer irrigate his fields from a spring to prevent financial loss, refused his request to draw some water from the well because it was a tirchi yasera 
and continue debating which malach is violated when one weeds or waters seeds on Shabbos, which reminds us there's a malachos regarding which malach one has transgressed when he weeds or waters seeds on Shabbos. Rabbi said, Mishim Chorish, for plowing, for just as plowing is done in order to soften the earth, so too is weeding and watering meant to soften the earth. Rav Yosef said, Mishim Zorei, that he's high for sowing, for just as sowing is meant to make things grow, so too weeding and watering helps produce grow. So once again, the Bachim staying at the Cholomod farmhouse, watching the farmer irrigate his fields from a spring to prevent financial loss, refused his request to draw him some water from the well because it was a Tircha Yisera, and continued debating which Malach is violated when one weeds or waters seeds on Shabbos. All right, now it's time for Por Blabach Hazara. Dav Chavtes. So the Simon Dav Chavtes is a cot. So here goes. The thousands of people were mavatal tamator to escort the deceased on the Chacham carried out on a cot. Cot? That must be one Dav. Chavtes. The thousands of people were mavatal tamator to escort the deceased Tom the Chacham carried out on a cot, which reminds us it was Tom the Bryce were mavatal tamator to carry the dead out to burial and for Achnas's kala, unless there are a sufficient number of people. The Gemara brings a number of opinions of what's regarded as a sufficient number to escort a deceased Tom the Chacham, one being that it's 12,000 men and 6,000 men with chauffeurs for a total of 18,000 people. So, the thousands of people were mavato tamator to escort the deceased Tom the Chacham carried out on a cot. We're astonished when the shul down the street start to fly towards the Eretz Yisrael, which reminds us the Pasuk states, What a Baruch Hu told Yechezko regarding the Gaulus, I have been for them a miniature Mikdash, and Rabbi Yitzhak said, This refers to the shuls in Batimidrashim and Bavel. Rabbi Lazar Kapar said, Rabbi Lazar Kapar said that in the future, the shuls in Batimidrashim and Bavel will be set in Eretz Yisrael. So, the thousands of people from Avatul Talmud Torah to escort the deceased Talmud Chacham carried out on a cot. We're astonished when the shul down the street start to fly towards Eretz Yisrael, just as that zebra was in the middle of reading Parshas Kohen, which reminds us the next mission states Rosh Chodesh Adar Shekali Yisbe Shabbos Kohen BeParshas Kohen on Rosh Chodesh Adar that falls on Shabbos we read the Parsha of Shkalim. Rashi explains that it was read to announce to the people that they should bring the Shkalim and Adar in order that the offerings were brought in Nisan from the new donations. Rav said Parsha Shkalim is the Parsha that deals with the Talmud and Musaf offerings, and Shmuel said it's the Parsha discussed in the Maxis and Shekel that begins, Kisisa, when you count. Daf Lamed. So the Simr Daf Lamed is a Melamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Yedi is Kloyus Rebbe Rebbe. That must be learned Daf Lamed, Melamed. The Yedi is Rebbe who is trying to teach his confused Talmudim. When to read Parsha Shkalim, if Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Erev Shabbos, which reminds us, as a Machogs, when to read Parsha Shkalim, if Rosh Chodesh Adar comes out on Erev Shabbos. Rav says, Makdimu, we advance the reading to the previous Shabbos, because if it's delayed, the number of days between the Basin's proclamation about the Machzid Shekel and the money changers' arrival in the provinces is reduced. Shmuel says, Ma'achim, we delay the reading to the Shabbos following Rosh Chodesh, because when Rosh Chodesh is Erev Shabbos, the 15th comes out as Erev Shabbos, which means that the money changers will not go out until Sunday. Therefore, it's better to delay the reading so there won't be an interruption between the reading of Parsha Shkalim and the reading of Parsha Zachor. So, the Yediyah's Kalyas Rebbe, who's trying to teach his confused Talmudim, went to read Parsha Shkalim, if Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Erev Shabbos, as opposed to when to read Parsha Zachor, if Purim is Erev Shabbos, which reminds the more brings some Malchokas regarding when Parsha Zachor is read, when Purim comes out on Erev Shabbos. Rav said, Makdim and Parsha Zachor, we advance the reading to the previous Shabbos, which would be the 8th of Adar, so the Zechira comes before the Asiyah. But Shmuel says, Ma'achim, delay the reading to Shabbos, which is the 15th. Since the walled cities observe Purim the following Shabbos, the Zechira and the Asiyah happen at the same time. So, the Yediyah's Chloe's Rebbe was trying to teach his confused Talmudim 
when to read Parshish Kalim, if Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Erev Shabbos, as opposed to when to read Parshish Zachar, if Purim is Erev Shabbos, couldn't wait to get back to the regular order of Parshios on the fifth Shabbos of Adar, which reminds us that the Mishnah stated, on the fifth Shabbos of Adar, we resume the regular order. And the Gemara asks, which order of the service was interrupted that's now resumed? Rabbi Ami said, let's say to Parshios who choser, one resumes the regular reading of the weekly Parsha. According to Rabbi Yami, only the special readings were read on the four Shabbos and before Purim. Rabbi Yirmi said, let's say to Haftaros who choser, one resumes the regular readings of the Haftarah. According to Rabbi Yirmiya, the weekly Torah portions were read during the preceding four weeks, and the special readings were read as maftir. Daf Lamedolf, so the similar Daf Lamedolf is a judge. So here goes. The powerful judge, judge, that must be learned Daf Lamedolf, law. The powerful judge who would bow his head in humility whenever anyone referred to him as your honor, which reminds Rabbi Yochanan said, every place you find mention of a coach Baruch Gevura, you find mention of his humility, and this is evident in Psukim, in Torah, Navim, and Ksuvim. So the powerful judge who would bow his head in humility whenever anyone referred to him as your honor encouraged the defendants to learn the partial karbanas to attain a kapara, which reminds us that the Mishnah said that the Yisraelim were part of the Mishnah that were not located in Yerushalayim would gather in their towns and read from Mysabrashis. The Gemara asks what the connection is between the Mahmudas and Mysabrashis, where Yaakov or Acho said, and the Niravasi, Yomali Mahmudas and his kind of Yerushalayim arts, if not for the Mahmudas, referring to the karbanas the Mahmudas represent, heaven and earth would not continue to exist. The Gemara teaches that when Avram Avinu asked Bamaida, he was asking, tell me what I must teach my descendants that will help them attain kapara for their sins and survive even when there are no karbanas. And Kosh Barakud tells him that he will consider our learning the Parsha of karbanas as if we had brought them. So, the powerful judge who would bow his head in humility whenever anyone referred to him as your honor encouraged the defendants to learn the Parsha of karbanas to attain a kapara and made sure to finish the most cursed cases before the end of the year. Which reminds us that Ezra was Matak and Biswad that he should read the curses in Vayikra before Shavuos and those of Doran before Shoshana. Abai and Samsei Reish Lakish explain in order that the year end together with its curses. Dathlan base. So the similar Dathlan base is a mad scientist in the lab. So here goes. The mad scientist who conducted Torah readings in his lab. Mad scientist in the lab? That must be more on Dathlan base. The mad scientist who conducted Torah readings in his lab to see if people having aliyahs could recite the brachas with the Sefer Torah roll closed, which reminds us of Malchokas Rabbi Meir Rabbi whether one needs to close the Sefer Torah before reciting Birchus Torah. Rabbi Meir says he does, where one might come to think that the brachas are written in the Sefer Torah if the Torah remains open, just like people might think that the Targum is written in the Torah if the Balkorah was permitted to help the Targum, the translator, and they might come to write the Targum in it. Rabbi Yudah says he does not because everybody knows that the brachas are not written in the Torah. So, the mad scientist who conducted Torah readings in his lab to see if people having aliyahs could recite the brachas with a Sefer Torah roll closed gave Goliath to the most prominent person in the room, which reminds us Goliath is given to the most prominent member of Minyan, and he's Makabal the Schar Kenegad the Schar of all the other participants. So, the mad scientist who conducted Torah readings in his lab to see if people having aliyahs could recite the brachas with a Sefer Torah roll closed gave Goliath to the most prominent person in the room handing him his newly invented glila gloves so he wouldn't touch the Torah with his bare hands. Which reminds us, Rabbi Parnach said in the Rabbi Yochanan, call Ochet Sefer Torah Arum, Nikbar Arum. Anyone who grasps the Sefer Torah with his bare hands will be buried bare, which Abai explains means Nikbar Arum below Osa Mitzvah. He'll be buried bare without that mitzvah. Tosis explains that if you grasp the Torah during Kriya Torah, he would not receive the schar for his aliyah, and if he grasped it while rolling the Torah, he would not receive schar for a galila. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.